Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office, Sports Biz Camp Series, episode number seven with Erica Prosser, co-founder of Philanthropy Playmakers. I got that one right, so um, mouthful of trying to say that 10 times. But Erica, uh, really excited to talk to you about you know your, your path into the industry and kind of how you've tried to make an impact, um, your experience as a student athlete, and, and ultimately what that transition looks like for you into a career, um, you know, utilizing what sports was able to teach you um, ultimately to what you what you were passionate about today. Um, Eric and I were talking about the MVP a little bit, so uh, we may dive into that, but nonetheless, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So the first question we we're starting off with here is, you know, you put yourself back in your your shoes in high school and you're thinking, Okay, I'm shooting hoops. Like, what do I want to do the rest of my life? <laughs> well, I <clears throat> I wanted to be a professional athlete, <laughs> so I knew I wanted to keep playing basketball into college and beyond. But I also knew that that would not last forever, and I wanted to go into teaching. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted. I felt like that was um, the way that I could give back. And I came to find out there's a lot of different ways to impact uh, student leaders, but that was my thought process at the time. So teaching, you're probably sitting there going, okay, you know, I've got these high school teachers I'm listening to. Then you get, you get into college, you get the professors and, uh, you're probably trying to learn a little bit about what you do and don't like about each one of them and try and almost, uh, create your, yourself as a teacher from that. What was that experience like? Yeah. Um, there's a few teachers that stand out in my mind who were really examples for me one in high school, one in college, and they just were available. And I think that was a huge difference between a lot of teachers who were just in and out, didn't really make the time to have a relationship or connect and um, develop their students. And those two teachers left a mark on me. So that's really what I was aspiring to be is have that impact one-on-one. Well, and it's, 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 really it's much as one person that can make an impact on someone to kind of help jumpstart whatever it is for them. So, um, Lehigh University, right? Yes. What's yep. the, ma- what's the mascot? Our, our co-host Andy is all about the mascot. So well, <laughs> Lehigh University. We are the mountain Hawks, mountain which is Hawks. not right. a real thing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, formerly the engineers. Okay. Yeah. So definitely some smart, uh, student athletes. Yes. All right. So you go through your four years of playing. Um, what was that transition like throughout that process of going, okay, I'm, you know, look, being a student athlete, Division One student athlete, regardless of what level, um, you're putting your time, effort, energy, soul into it, and you don't necessarily always have the time for um, other things like, you know, just a regular student would have the opportunity to do. So, um, you know, I think we were talking the other night and you said, well, I got, you know, I got to that senior year and I didn't really have anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I was a student athlete. Um, what was that transition like? Yeah. So I didn't do any internships during college. I didn't, uh, work a summer job that would have given me legit experience. I was working at a pool <laughs> as a lifeguard and, um, but I was lucky enough to go overseas for a year after school and, uh, did play professionally there. Now, when I came back, um, that was when reality hit that one, I didn't want to go back overseas, but two, I hadn't prepared for what was next. And I just thought that I'd have a few years overseas to 
um, maybe do some internships in the summer, play during the season, and figure out what that career path looked like. So when it came to a halt so quickly, it was really jarring. And I had to learn over the next year how my skills that I learned from basketball could translate into a career. And for me, I knew that, again, wanted to have impact on young leaders and wanted to go into the nonprofit space. I knew that much. So uh, I got an hourly job in Pittsburgh, where I'm from, and eventually figured out that I needed something bigger and moved to Chicago and my career kind of developed from there. So we, we mentioned earlier in, in Eric's episode that you guys co-founded Philanthropy, Philanthropy Playmakers. What is that all about? So Philanthropy Playmakers is an intersection of sports and social impact. So like I said, I was in the nonprofit space and another part of the transition away from sport was that I didn't really want to have anything to do with it when I retired because it was kind of like too close to home. Mm-hmm. And eventually I realized that not only did I miss sports, but it was a a beautiful vehicle for social change, really, really effective. And there was this cross-section of my two passions. So I took this certificate program at George Washington University, Sports Philanthropy Certificate, which is where I met Eric. And we ended up on the same flight home. And we're just talking about how so many people were doing good stuff in this space but it wasn't being talked about a lot it wasn't being shared um best practices weren't readily available to use sports for social impact and we wanted to create a space online to do that so we started the website so you're on the same flight home and you're 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 probably both thinking like okay this is going to be like a couple hour conversation it's going to be really you know energizing and (laughs) you get off the plane you go your separate ways and like you don't ever see each other or talk to each other again yeah and then you start a company. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Eric was coming back to Chicago in like a week or two and for work. And so we decided to meet up again. And I, I think maybe if that second meeting hadn't happened, then it might have fizzled. But we just had momentum and felt really strongly that he had been writing on sports philanthropy for years. And his background was in the sports industry and my nonprofit experience uh, to that point, it just was kind of like a match made in heaven as yeah. far as business goes. And uh, we just thought, why not try it out? So we did. Awesome. So uh, I want to go back real quick to your professional experience because you, you go from college to the pros overseas, which like is every kid's dream, right? More or less, uh, other than getting drafted and, yeah. and that whole process, yeah. right? But for women, there aren't as many opportunities Um on uh, as the male side from a, a professional standpoint so you take that transition and transitioning from college to living in a different country across <laughs> the world that's can't be an easy transition either yeah it was tough um luckily everyone in iceland where i was spoke english so that made it easier but i was the only american on my team which is pretty unique you're allowed to have two okay. so that's rare that there's Lone not soldier. two yeah <clears throat> and um it was it's a different style of play too not in the sense that it's european but that as the american you are expected to carry a lot of the load of scoring and you know i i could score but that's not how i liked to play like i was a point guard distributor so there was this learning curve of 
there's so much expectation for me to do it all. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't come very naturally to me to, it kind of felt selfish to like play that way. Um, amongst the other things that I learned about living alone in a foreign country, (laughs) (laughs) it was, uh, it was, a. am really glad that I got the opportunity and lucky to have done it. But so you're sitting in Iceland somewhere going, okay, I think this is going to end soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Where am I moving back to? I mean, there's all these questions that kind of go through your head and in a similar way to uh, kids that are about to graduate high school of, you know, they're going through that process of like, okay, I could either get a job, I could go to college. Where do I want to go to college? What do I want to do? Like, there's, it's all these questions that you ask yourself. What are kind of those one or two things that... Um, and I know Eric hit on that the MVP thing uh, earlier in his episode, but what are those one or two things that you really got to kind of try and think about or find, you know, mentorship on? Yeah, so um, transferable skills is something that I like to talk about a lot and uh, working hard to identify what those things are to you. Like, y- you have strengths that you might not even be aware of and digging deeper into that is going to help you translate them into whatever your next thing is. Um, Also, don't put so much pressure on yourself to make the right decision every time you have to make a big decision because things work out. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might, you might go through ups and downs and you might maybe choose a college that you don't love or choose a major that you don't love, but nothing is really the end of the world. And I think I work with a lot of high school students currently and there's just so much pressure to get everything right and to be perfect and there's this feeling that if you take one wrong step that your career is going to be in jeopardy and that's just not true. So I just encourage young people to uh, breathe and uh, seek advice and and learn from as many people as possible about their career paths because they're all different and yours won't look like theirs, but you can get a sense of maybe what it's like. Well, and it's also not necessarily just pinpointing like the people in sports either, right? There's yeah. a lot of things that you can learn from anyone. I mean, look, I, I you know, when someone asks who, who's your biggest mentor, like my dad's one of them. He's never worked a day in sports in his life, but I know that there's a lot of things that he's learned as a professional and executive that, that you know, I can learn from. Um, same same concept, you know, regardless of whether it's your family member or not, or a friend of a friend, right? There's a lot of things that we can learn from, whether you're an engineer or, you know, something totally different outside the world of sports. Yeah, absolutely. And those intangible things that you learn from people are going to take you way farther than any hard skills that you learn from college or certificates or whatever it is. So, uh, find people you admire, reach out if they're not in your immediate circle. Um, I think people are more uh, inclined to help than you might think. So that's also something I had to learn is just humble myself enough to say, hey, I just want to buy you a cup of coffee or grab 30 minutes of your time and learn as much as you can about character and um, humility, like I said. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of servant leadership like Mm -hmm. do good for others and it'll come back to you tenfold yeah and so you know you got involved in the sports biz camp opportunity right follows your mission follows a similar mission to what you're doing with with the playmakers group and um being in chicago being you know being in the market in which you can try and make an impact for 
you know, the goal is 100 kids and, and to host this camp. What was your mission in, in getting involved and um, what is something you're hoping that you can, you know, help impact the kids uh, with? Yeah, so when I realized that I wanted to use sports for social impact, the only way I knew to do that was a team community relations. And eventually I learned there's lots of ways that we could do that, but um, I just had such a limited scope and reference point. And so, one, sports biz camps just opens up the door and, and provides experiences and access to all kinds of different career paths for high school students. And I think that that's something I wish I would have had as a graduate of college so to be able to get that information even younger is really crucial and um, two being a woman in the sports industry is challenging and I've never met a single woman who didn't have a hard time you know getting her foot in the door so I, I just really want to be somebody who can open that door a little wider for the the girls who are coming after me, um, as well as students of color who have a hard time breaking in as well. Yeah, well, and you talked about the the female piece, and in, in terms of your experience in dealing with, you know, people in in the industry with athletes, etc. What's you know for the the young females out there that are either in high school or college trying to think about um, working in sports? What are, what's that one or two things that you know you would give them advice on on how to you know overcome some of those hurdles so the first thing I would say is don't uh, we are different than men and I think that that's an advantage you know we bring things to we bring a different perspective to the table and it's lacking and it's needed in the industry and so uh, trying to quote think like a man um, doesn't really do you any justice and so just bring your authentic self to whatever you're doing um, and two, uh, it's just be ready for those challenges and be ready to um, meet some resistance, but know that if you, if you do keep pushing and keep working, you're going to find some allies that are going to help you um, on your way, and they're just as important. Getting help along the way is just as important as working hard um, in, your, in your own self. So let's wrap up this episode and kind of put yourself back in those shoes in high school where you wanted to be a professional athlete. You did it, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. But um, what was maybe that, that thought uh, or, or thing that you wish you would have known then in terms of um, you know, being, being in high school thinking you wanted to be a professional athlete? Because you did do what, yes. you, what you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I did. I accomplished that goal. I'm really proud of it. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And that's the one thing that I wish I would have known in high school, not only in my basketball career, but just in my career in general, is that I was a, I was a perfectionist, I was a planner, um, and it just didn't go how I planned, and it didn't look like I thought it would. And I'm okay with that now, and that's how I, I try to look at my career, is that it's not going to be a straight line. It's mm-hmm. going to be zigzags and, and step backs and, you know, all kinds of things, but just to enjoy that process. And um, somebody just asked me this morning, like, are you living your dream? And I said, you know, I'm content with what I'm doing and don't feel pressure to be perfect anymore or have things go exactly how I planned and that is such a nice place to be that's awesome well thank you for being on the podcast thanks for your time thanks for having me absolutely